As the 20th century moved into the 21st, sweeping changes in the demography of American family life were continuing apace. As sociologist Andrew Churlin observes in his recent book, The Marriage Go-Round, both marriage and divorce contribute to the larger picture of a country, the United States, in which people partner, unpartner, and repartner faster than they do in any other Western nation. When it comes to intimate partnerships, Americans seem to be on speed. After a divorce, as Churlin notes, ex-spouses in this country seem to find a new partner more quickly than happens in other nations. They often form cohabiting, living together, relationships easily, but also end them more swiftly. This story of fragile partnerships creates a situation of flux and uncertainty, especially for the children involved. Precise statistics on marriage and remarriage in the United States are hard to come by. Some experts say the numbers of failed first marriages are in the 50% range, and some say that number, which tripled between 1960 and 1980, has stabilized and even dropped slightly. As far as the statistics on remarriage and cohabitation are concerned, they are even more unclear, and they vary depending on the source. Certainly, remarital failure is higher than in first marriages by at least 10%. However, that 60% figure is the lowest I have seen. Some experts and authors have suggested even higher numbers, such as 65% and 70%. This latter and somewhat improbable figure is the one Wednesday Martin uses in her smart, angry book, Step Monsters, which depicts the stepmother as the ultimate victim. According to stepfamily researcher Larry Ganong, 40% of all new marriages now contain at least one partner who has been married before. And perhaps equally surprising is the result of a recent Pew Research Center survey. Researchers found that at the current time, one in four Americans has a close step-relative. That is a quarter of the U.S. population. In the decade-plus interval following my ill-starred effort to write about remarriage, during which I had written two new books, one on emotional trauma and the other on long-lasting marriages, there was a huge outburst of academic interest in the subject. Many recoupling studies were undertaken and yielded solid, practical findings. Among the many questions studied were these. Does the step-parent ever have the right to punish the stepchild, or should the blood-related parent be the only one to do it? Is there a difference between what first-marriage couples and step-couples fight most about? Will the newly formed family unify more quickly if they engage in many joint activities? When it comes to finances, what works best in terms of creating family warmth, trust, and empathy? The one-pot solution? Couples pool their money. The two-pot solution, each remarried partner pays his or her own way and that of his or her children. Or the three-pot solution, the partners keep separate accounts but create a third kitty for household expenses. An ever-growing remarriage literature was providing reliable answers to these and a host of other questions. The problem was that it wasn't being widely read, even by therapists whose practices included many reconstituted families. Indeed, in the years between 1997, when I had put aside my work on remarriage, and 2009, when I turned on the lights again, no clinician had written a book firmly based on this rapidly accumulating research evidence. Also, curiously enough, 
The dynamics of remarriage and stepfamily life were rarely, almost never, taught in family therapy training courses. It was, and still is, generally assumed that if you have learned how to work therapeutically with first marriage families, you can extend your clinical knowledge enough to deal with the issues of remarried parents and their children. But alas, nothing could be further from the truth. The Architectural Model as Metaphor As the academic studies of remarriage continued to multiply, a small but dedicated band of clinicians and researchers were paying close attention to the flow of results. Outstanding among them was Dr. Patricia Papernow, who was busily crafting an updated model, one that was not at variance with her remarriage journey metaphor but was far more focused on the here and now in terms of the major remarriage predicaments that might emerge and how to go about managing them.